The Nuggets get housed by the Houston Rockets. The road trip was a complete failure. How much trouble are they in? What does it mean? What about the bench? Who should play? Who should not? Most importantly, how do you live with this Denver Nuggets season? We'll talk about that on Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked on Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making this your first listen. I appreciate you guys being with us on all channels, all platforms. Regardless of where you've chosen to join us, we appreciate you guys making us part of your day, your week, your holiday here on Locked On Nuggets. Today's show can, is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joining you solo tonight as we wrap up Thanksgiving week, and we do so with the Denver Nuggets uh, getting beat down in Houston behind a 105-86 performance from the Houston Rockets, holding the Denver Nuggets to just 86 points. If you told me before the season, will the Nuggets score less than 90 points in any game this season, I would have said no. Regardless of context, regardless of who is sitting or out or injured, I would have said they would have never scored less than 90 points this season. And yet the Houston Rockets did so, holding them to just 34% from the field and 23% from three-point range. Now, I will admit, uh, to you right now that the Houston Rockets are having exceptional three-point luck and so that's going to be factored into some of this but let's be honest Nuggets didn't play well on top of it Alperin Shangoon 21 points 14 rebounds eight assists two steals and a block uh Nikola Jokic did his thing 38 points 19 rebounds eight assists two steals did the thing 14 to 31 from the field Three of eight from three. Tried to get the threes to fall. Didn't get any help. Just didn't get any help in this one. And wound up a minus 12 uh, in this contest. We'll talk about it today on a number of things. But I want to start start um, kind of here, okay? Which is, I can talk to you about, like, how this game unraveled. Or what the Nuggets did wrong. Like, um, like why is Aaron Gordon no longer able to put the ball in the little basket? Um, you know, MPJ, should there be more pin downs for him? And, like, these things matter. And we'll talk about those a lot as the year goes on. But what I want to kind of talk about right now is is mostly just, like, this is this right here. And this doesn't mean that they're not going to win 50 games. It doesn't mean that they're going to be a, the four seed. It doesn't mean they're not going to be the one. This is what I was trying to prepare people for this summer. I'm not saying that as a victory lap because it's November and they were way better to start the year than I thought they were. And they still have an excellent chance of being the number one seed. They're going to be fine, but this is going to suck a little bit sometimes. And it's going to suck specifically when they don't have the starting five, because this roster was built to win a title with the starting five and then yada, 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 the rest of it. If you win 35 minutes a night with the starters, you just got to yada, yada, yada the rest of the 13 minutes. And I'm doing the commercial thing, but like it's true here. They can't yada, yada without the five. It doesn't matter because we're going to talk about the bench in the second segment. And I, I got thoughts on the bench and we'll, we'll continue to talk about it until it's fixed because you can't, if you have a show like this and you have a fan base that follows the team nightly, you're going to have the same problems over and over and over again. And you'll talk about different ways and different thoughts and all these things. And they matter. 
But like also the starters haven't been good either. And that's a problem that's independent. But part of this is their margin for error. If they don't have the five drops considerably and they have happened to face on this road trip teams that are good and up and coming and hungry and have a lot to play for right now. The Cavs are trying to keep pace in the Eastern conference and not fall too far behind. The Orlando magic are having their best season. in I don't know how long and actually look like they can maybe be a playoff team. The Houston Rockets are desperately fighting to get out of the basement and prove that they are actually turned the corner. And this is a dangerous team. I don't necessarily think it is. I think Denver played them at the wrong time. That's not to say the Rockets aren't good. I think that they'll be fine. I think they'll be maybe around 500 ish, but like Denver's way better. Like this, this game isn't representative of like the Rockets are better than Denver, but it is representative of the fact that if you don't have the five, everything falls apart in large part because there is no variance with the bench, especially on the road. Like you need to understand the context of this game, right? Number of games in a short period, long road trip. Next game is at home. Uh, just had the holiday. Um, all of these things combined. Okay. And then you're also facing these certain opponents in this certain context, but Denver was bad last year on the road. Like they were not a good road team last year. So like, I'm not surprised at this outcome. I think that in large part, the frustration is that they looked so good early that they set a tone. And as we've kind of mentioned on the show before, in part, I think that they set too tough of a tone and it took too much out of them. You can't operate at that level on the road down a starter, not with where this bench is at. And that's difficult. Snail says, I want to go back to having fun, Matt. I, I know, Snail. And you will. Like, the people that are, that are saying, like, look, this is all going to be fine when Jamal Murray gets back. You're probably right. You know why? Because not only should Jamal Murray get back, but you're going to play the Trailblazers at some point. You're going to play the Wizards. You're going to play the Hornets. You'll play... There's no one bad in the West. It's just not San Antonio. That's it. Everybody else is good. Um, you'll but you'll face easier teams, or you'll face teams that are similarly like in a man. We're on a five-game road trip coming from the East Coast without two starters. We just want to get through this game, and you'll beat the snot out of them, and it'll feel really good. But you got to buckle up here because the fan base is freaking out right now because they got off to such a good start, and they don't understand why they're so bad all of a sudden. And it's like, guys. The margin for error gets to zero whenever a starter is out. And I'll say this. It, if we're ranking it, we all know the, the ranking, right? You don't want to lose Joker, number one, first and foremost. You can't expect to win the game if you don't have Joker. Okay, Can't expect to win it. That's expected loss. If Jamal is out, you're now down to like a 50-50 game on the road. Like on the road, it's like a 50-50 ball game against like, your, an, like the average opponents that they'll face, right? But I'll also say this. And there's a drop after that. And it's important not to undermine what Jamal has done and how good he is, even though when his numbers haven't been good, like just like, oh, okay, this offensive possession isn't going anywhere. Jamal's going to dribble around and take a tough jumper and make it. That's valuable, right? That gets you a plus two when it would have been a minus, when it would have been a zero and maybe going the other way for a turnover for a dunk, right? These are the things that add up over the cost of possessions. Um, so that matters. But I'll just tell you this. If MBJ misses time, they will be in trouble because Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Zeke Naji, or potentially Justin Holiday, one of those guys is going to have to step in. And the drop there is massive. If Aaron Gordon misses time, they're going to be worse. 
right? They'll still have a better than even chance than they would like, they'll have a better chance of winning if one of those two guys is out than if Jamal is out. And I'll tell you this, KCP is honestly kind of the same thing. Like there's an idea that KCP is just like, Oh, what, whatever. He just plays defense and shoots threes. Yeah. He plays defense and shoot threes like an elite veteran performer in the NBA, a guy that has made a career. The guys on the bench don't have NBA careers. Not yet. They haven't made their name for anything. They haven't done anything. Christian's done something. Christian contributed to a finals team. Like Christian's made is. And if, and guess what? When Christian plays with the starters, they slaughter. And when Christian's not with Joker, they're bad. And it's not because of Christian. It's just that Christian, like a lot of players, there are so many players in the NBA that if you play them with Jokic, especially in the minutes that Christian gets to play with him at the ends of quarters, when the rotations start to stagger out and you're not facing five starters are going to put up awesome numbers. But like, this is how it's going to be a little bit. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to put up 50 wins. It doesn't mean they're not going to look awesome. It's not going to mean that this whole season is going to be painful, but you will have these ups and downs and you just have to keep in mind. The goal is starters play 42 minutes a night from the second round on. That's the goal. That's the goal. Maybe a blowout in there so it lowers the, the average total. But that's the plan. And if they wanted a different plan, they would have approached not only the bench differently, but team bit different, team building differently because they have too much money tied up in the starting five for them to be able to really have a deep, versatile veteran bench. We'll talk about the bench more on the other side. We'll get into that. And we'll talk about kind of like... Should Justin Holiday play? What's the answer? What's not? We'll talk about well, We will do another conversation of many on the bench coming up next. Right now, I want to tell you about game time. Uh, you know, the we're approaching the middle of the, the beginning of the year, the start of the year, rather, right? The end of the year, concert listings start coming out. And I get so excited. And I get to see all these types of things. Uh, also, uh, don't tell my wife, but going to get her abs tickets for Christmas. And where am I going to get them? I'm going to get them on game time because it's absolutely the best way for me to get those tickets. And I get to know exactly the view that she's going to have when she is um, shouting things that she should not shout in front of my children uh, in, in at the various players and referees that she will face there. Um, not the Avs, but everyone else pretty much gets her wrath there. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive to get the angles of the court or the ice all in prices show your total up front. So, you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. That's huge. I hate it when there's that, those extra fees tacked on. I never get out of game time and I love it. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. It's really easy on game time. The app is really seamless. It's a great interface. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We'll be right back on Lockdown Nuggets. Back here on Lockdown Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us, even after a loss on a Friday night. <laughs> Chat's bumping. Go to youtube.com slash Lockdown Nuggets. Like and subscribe. Uh, you guys will have a good time hanging out in the comments. We have such a good community. Grace is hanging out with us. Five ish is in here. Mad Max. Tim Joseph, lots of folks. Dragoon's hanging out with us. Uh, it's a it's a good time always in the chat segment. So 
Uh, let's talk about the bench. Um, now, look, again, I want to stress this. Uh, most of the time, if Nikola Jokic is a, is a minus 12, I don't expect the Nuggets to win. The over-under will be 0.5 games this season that the Nuggets will win a game in which Nikola Jokic is a minus 12. I don't expect them to win a single game when he's minus 12. Not a single one. They have a better chance when he doesn't play than when he's minus 12. Because it's the majority of minutes, right? Um, so they weren't going to really have like a, a really good chance in this game anyway. And it's important not to like let the starters off the hook because Aaron Gordon can't go 0 of 12. That's reprehensible. He's 0 of 12 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, takes four threes tonight, uh, 2 of 4 from the line. He grabs seven boards, two assists, minus nine in 39 minutes. 39 minutes he played. Uh, that's brutal. Like you just, you can't have two points in 39 minutes as a starter in the NBA making on a hundred million dollar contract. Can't do that. Uh, MBJ shot well, 14, six to 14. Um, two of eight from three though. And, uh, Harrison, when kind of mentioned this on the MVR show, he's, he's really getting way too far into the, the, I've got to get to my step back mode. And I don't think he needs to like, just take rise and fire, man. You know, you're six ten. No one's gonna, no one's gonna, gonna, gonna block that shot. Women Yama, right? No one else is going to block that shot. You should be able to just rise and fire clean. There's really no reason to be taken to be compromising form on that. Uh, Reggie Jackson's had a bad couple of games, and I don't want to beat up Reggie too much because it's tough. Like Reggie's the backup point guard, and you know, being guarded by primary uh, premier defenders because like they're not going to put those primary defenders on KCP, and they're not going to put them on Aaron Gordon or MPJ because of the size. So guess what? Like Reggie gets a lot of that. Now it's his job to go in there and do a job, an efficient job. He's got to do better than he has. He hasn't played well, but like he's not to blame here. So the starters weren't good, and I want to be clear on this. Like the starters weren't good. The reason that Malone was pissed off post game, I think, was one: there were mistakes made by the bench that was so pitiful. The big key is that the bench's entire ethos was built on these are young athletic guys. So as long as they're going, balls out hyper energy, super aggressive, good stuff will happen because they have enough energy and athleticism to just run teams. And so when they have these nights, when they look like a normal, not no normal, because they don't look good enough to be a normal one. When they have the energy level of an average NBA unit, they're going to get run like they have been. And that's just been absolutely disaster, disastrous. Um, Tim Joseph says, has there been any conversation about AG shot and free throws within the organization? No. Uh, there hasn't been like, he'll probably have good months and bad months. I've said this all the time that there are good months and bad months. I thought AG was fantastic in terms of his overall game. The first three weeks of the season been bad on the road trip. Guess what? He'll probably have a really good month in December, January, or February. Like there'll be like, wow, AG's really played great lately. That will happen. And then we won't worry about it. Like he'll hit a couple threes and I'll be like, Oh, Hey, you know who hit some threes? Not Aaron Gordon. Like I'm not worried about it. Um, in particular, Please don't focus on Aaron Gordon's shot. Like, if AG's 0 of 8 and he doesn't have any dunks and they're not getting any of those actions, that's a problem. If AG's not able to finish at the rim, that's a problem. Okay? Um, AG's not paid to, to hit jump shots. He's not paid to take them or to hit them. It's not a thing. And the spacing necessarily isn't compromised. He's having to play backup five. And he's playing 39 minutes a night. I'm not going to make excuses for AG. He was bad tonight. He's been bad on the road trip. Like a lot of guys, he's been bad on the road trip. Hasn't played well. The difference is that I'm with AG. I I'm very confident. I'm like he'll have a stretch where he plays great. So like all the kvetching is just basically from people that don't understand that there, there's more to the game than just your free, your field goal percentage. Like there's a lot more. You can do a lot more. AG could have taken zero shots tonight and had a pretty good game, right? It's wasting possessions. I think is the issue. Like honestly, the bigger thing is that he took eight shots. 
you know, and it's like who, somebody's got to take them with Jamal out for sure, but they got to do a better job of finding hyper efficient ones. Cause that's what got them to the great start in the beginning. Um, Grace says Reggie isn't using Jokic and PNR. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I also think that some of that is about Joker making certain calls of what he's seeing. I'm not going to take necessarily the advantage away. Joker has wanted him to run certain actions where he runs off a screen and Joker slips and then Joker gets the ball and Reggie doesn't recognize that action to make the pass. And Joker's gotten frustrated at those. Um, I think as always, whenever things get bad, I'm just, this is part of me being now an old head, which is weird for me, but it's true. Like, I'm always like, why don't you just get back to bread and butter and just run, pick and roll. Like just if, if the good complicated stuff isn't working, if the read oriented stuff isn't working, how about we just run some pick and roll and space the floor with really good players. Um, but they don't really have that much in that, in that bag. So that's kind of an issue. Um, let's get back to the bench. And let's talk about that for a second. So Christian Brown, three of nine, seven points. That's it. Nobody else scores on the bench except Justin Holiday, who hits one three. This is plus nine, by the way, in 12 minutes. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, there's been no pop from Peyton Watson. There's been no pop from Zeke Najee. Um, there's been... Uh, Julian Strother didn't have a shot tonight in five minutes. It's an issue. Right? Um, they just don't do anything. The bench just doesn't do anything at all right now. There, I was having this conversation on Twitter with someone, and, and he was saying, like, well, this is this is not the bench's fault. The st- the, this is on the coach, because the coach needs to put them in a position to succeed by staggering guys more. If you've, if you've watched, there's been some of that. I'm not saying that there's been like a lot of it. They haven't committed to like, oh, we're definitely going to stagger MPJ and Aaron with the second unit. There's a couple problems here. One, you can't have it be where the solution to all these problems is just play starters more because then you're just playing starters all the time. Like all the time. And that's not a long-term solve. Um, the expectation though also is to win these games. Like this is the problem of the season is that they have to develop and then developing because this team is the bench unit is behind, right? They have to also coddle them. Like the ideal here would be that Joker plays 48 minutes and everyone's stats look good, but they got to get somebody, somebody who looks good without yoke. It doesn't matter if you look good with Nikola Jokic. I'm just being honest here. That's what not what Denver needs. Why do you need to look good with Nikola Jokic? You're not going to play with him in the playoffs. The starters are going to play with him. That's not why you're on that team. You're not brought in as a starter. Starters play with Nikola Jokic. He's the starting center. You shouldn't have to be coddled. Someone's going to have to bring it. And I'll also say this. Malone said the other guys are going to play. And that means Justin Holiday. And like, I have tried very hard to make sure that I did not position myself as the Justin Holiday guy. Because it would be very predictable for me to be like the, you know, he needs to play as a veteran. Veteran can help you. I tried very hard to make sure I did not position myself like that. Okay. And I'll also say this. Justin Holiday's not going to fix this. Adam said this before. He's going to be right. He's going to say it again. And he's right. It's not going to fix it. Like one guy's not going to fix it. You could trade Zeke Naji and Peyton Watson 
and Christian Brown. You wouldn't trade Christian Brown, but you can trade Zeke Wa- Zeke Naji and Peyton Watson and Julian Strother and Jalen Pickett and go pick up a bunch of veterans, and they're still going to be bad together probably too because of whatever this problem is of how the Nuggets play with Yoke with Yoke and the inability to play otherwise. Now, if you go out and you get Kelly Olenek, do I think that they're better? Yeah. Do I think if you trade one of these like very talented young prospects? Yeah. Is the front office going to do that? No. Which like gets us back to our original thing. Don't expect this to like the front office's goal is yeah, it's bad. That's why we're going to work through it and make sure it's better by the end of the season. Like the idea of things are reaching a tipping point. No, no, no. We'll talk about that. Plus how the tournament's done when we get back on the other side right now. I'm very excited to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Had myself a stellar night bet in the NBA uh, on Friday night. I went 5-2, and two, and I nailed the uh, I nailed Heat plus 4.5, even though they lost that game. Got the over on the Wizards and Bucks game. That's been a sneaky good one is the Bucks defense is bad. The under with Golden State. I grabbed Phoenix minus six and a half. It's been really good for me. Uh, and I grabbed the Pelicans plus seven and a half. Um, you can bet all those and more at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us and making us. Part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us. Kane says, does not seem like you think they're fine. They are fine. They're going to get Jamal Murray back and they're going to play some home games and they're going to win more and we're going to feel and everybody's going to feel good about them. We're going to be like, oh yeah, the Nuggets are great again. And and then they're going to, they're going to have a starter missing and then they're going to get worse and then the starter will get back and they'll get better. And this is like how it's going to go. Um, look, a lot of this is I do. I get caught up on the idea of what other benches look like in the NBA where I'm like, they have like a veteran point guard and a young wing and then like a veteran center and like a a young, another young forward. Right. The nuggets can't do that though, because of the way the contracts are, are, are structured. Like they have so much money in that starting five and it's totally worth it. And you would all agree with that because they won a championship. Right. And so that makes it really difficult. I talked about this a lot this summer. There's two kind of options that you can go to which you can do what the Nuggets did and what the Warriors tried to do and failed. Or you can do what the Bucks did, which the Bucks were like, Wesley Matthews, come on down. Joe Ingles, here's a shot. Jay Crowder, we're going to trade for you. Like you fill in the pieces with these like small veteran additions, trying to find the, the trying to fill in the gaps of guys that are past their prime and are no longer viable as like starters, used to be starters, are now bench guys, end of the career, and that's it. Kane says fine for playoffs. And it's like, yeah, that they are going to be fine for the playoffs. This team can get by in the playoffs right now. They would still be dominant. You know why they play four games at home, every series, probably with Jamal Murray. And that's probably good enough. Now, look, I'll, I'll tell you this. This one thing that you should be concerned about. If you're a Nuggets fan is this, if they don't have the starting five in the playoffs for any reason, this gets a lot tougher. They're not going 16 and four. If 
again, Murray and Jokic are obvious, right? I don't need to tell you that. You wouldn't expect them to win. But I am telling you, AG, MPJ, KCP, you will still have a margin of error reduction to zero if those guys are out because of the way that this team is structured salary-wise. And like, you have to ask yourself this. Would you rather have the most fearsome starting five in the playoffs, or would you rather have a really good, really tough starting five, and then like a pretty good couple of other options? Like they could trade MPJ and probably get like a number of rotation dudes. But, (laughs) but... You know, you also take away what makes them so dangerous with, with MPJ, that size that has won them a title. Um, questions in the comments? Um, about Caruso? I don't understand where this idea came from, from not just Nuggets fans. This is like a NBA Twitter thing. Um, okay. Sometimes players go for less than expected. So it's possible. It's possible that the Bulls could be talked into some sort of ridiculous, stupid-ass deal where it's like two-second-rounder Zeke and Peyton, right? Possible. I will tell you that from what I've heard, they are not even like... They have made it clear that if you're going for Caruso, you're going to have to pay through the note. Like They know how valuable he is. Caruso is more valuable on the market. He's not a better asset than Zach Levine, but because he's easier to trade with the salary... And he doesn't disrupt your starting rotation and doesn't need touches and minutes, et cetera, like a 40 million player does. He's a little bit more valuable. And I don't think that's going to happen um, at all. Kane. Kane says not enough, even if they're all healthy. Okay, Kane. All right. We'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if they're healthy. You know, we'll see what, how that goes. Um, I'll tell you that to me, like they played excellent basketball and were the best team in basketball for the first two and a half weeks of the season. Then they went on a road, long road trip without their starting point guard and everything fell off. And so, okay, Nino is too far here, though. The, we have a bigger and cheaper Caruso and CB. Let's, all right, we're stopping there, Nino, because we got we to get into this. Peyton Watson's not better than Bruce Brown. That's not true. Like, period and dot. Maybe five years from now, he will be. He is not, okay? Uh, CB is not better than Bruce Brown. He's not, period, end dot. He's not. Not right now. Maybe in five years. Christian Brown cannot absorb and do what Bruce Brown did last year. Now, no, no, no. The minutes with CB with the starters with next to Yoke have been as good or better than the minutes with Bruce Brown with the starters last year, which is a credit to how CB fits specifically with Nikola Jokic. And that's really valuable, right? Because, if, like I said, what if KCP does miss a game? Well, you have CB, and so you know those minutes will be good. The drop-off from there is where it gets tough, but you can deal with that later, right? However, from a basketball standpoint, like Bruce Brown did do things that at least you could theoretically build on. So like, here's a good kind of way to describe this. The bench last year was minus 10 in those non-Yogic minutes, right? So, and that's really, really terrible, okay? Um, a lot of this, though, is if you were going to try and find the good things to build from, one of them would be like, well, Bruce can handle a little bit and he can push the ball off the floor and he can shoot. Okay. The playmaking, the ball handling, the shooting is not there with Christian. Now, he's played really well over the last two weeks. He's played really good. But the gap between like where he's been this season overall and where Bruce is for his entire career is very wide. 
So we're like, we got to stop acting like, oh yeah, like we don't need Caruso. We've got Caruso at home. No, like Caruso would be awesome on this team. The same way that Bruce Brown would be awesome on this team. The same way that Jose Alvarado would be awesome on this team. A lot of these guys would fit into that role. Um, and so like, that's, that's like just the reality of this is that the drop-off has been steeper. Now, like, look, also, here's a good, ex- like, here's a great example, okay, of how these things are complicated. Jeff Green was borderline unplayable for Denver in the regular season last year. Like, he kept his job because of his veteran status, and even I was like, man, you gotta get, you can't play Jeff. And even in most of the playoffs, he was very bad. Jeff played eight minutes tonight, was a plus 12. Okay? Now, he was 0 of 2, didn't, like, no rebounds, three blocks, Okay? Didn't do anything. He was just on the floor, right? But it's like an indication. Like, they love Jeff in in Houston right now. They're killing those minutes because of the makeup of the second unit. You know why? Because Jalen Green is on a rookie contract. Jabari Smith is on a rookie contract. And Alvin Shengun's on a rookie contract. So they have other guys in that bench unit. They have, like, they have really good guys on that bench unit. God, Tari Eason. Lord, how good would Tari Eason be on the second unit? How much would you rather have Tari Eason? Um... Another thing, though, is just that I personally don't expect the front office to reverse course after this many games. They're ten and six. But why? Why would they? Why would they abandon this? If you have a plan, why would you be like, "Oh man, that Houston game proved it. We just got to go in a different direction." This is not the NFL where you just make these like random, like massive changes. They're ten and six. They're tied for fifth in. in Tied for fourth in the conference. They're fine. They're going to get home. They're going to they're gonna beat the snot out of the Spurs on Sunday. And they're going to be fine. Now, does that mean that they're going to be, that we're not going to be back here again? No, we're going to be back here again. We're going to have, the, we're going to have this conversation a lot this year. And that's like, what I would tell you is you should buckle up, <laughs> pick a young guy that is your guy to stand and just be like, nope, he should play more or it's not his fault. Or did you see this play? And just chase the agendas. Because like that's what we're entering into. It's agenda season here in Nuggets Online Discourse. Is there's gonna be folks that are like, it's not this, it's this, it's not MPJ. MPJ's been great. And or this, and I'm very much always in the middle of like, no, the, the team didn't play well. You know, the team, the team's not playing well and they have limited options. Um Romo says, Remo R says, your thoughts on trying Julian as the backup PG. I mean, they've been playing Julian like. They've been they've been playing. I, mean, I assume this is Jalen Holland, Jalen Pickett. Um, oh, Strother is who you're talking about. Um, maybe, maybe it's more. It's worth a look. I want the ball more in Strother's hands. I'll say that because he's the only guy I think that can create his own shot. The problem, the problem, honestly, with that one is that. Julian has made a couple of decisions, which you can tell are just like, oh no, kid, you can't do that. He had one pull from like 35 feet that you could tell Malone was just apoplectic over. And like that's part of the rookie thing. You know, you want him to you want to build up his confidence, but then you also are like, no, be confident, but not like that. And it's a problem. Dragutin with a smiley face trollingly says, fire Malone. Yeah, we'll we'll hit there. There's already like, you know, the problem is Michael Malone can't coach the bench unit which is, I don't know, man. I, I don't, 
I really don't know what what's what coach I would expect to get better out of this bench unit with who they got on there. Um, but look, this is a long, long season. We'll be with you every step of the way. We'll be with you on Sunday night after the Spurs game. I'll be at Ball Arena. I'll come home and we'll do the show with Adam and we'll figure it out. Uh, one more. Tim Joseph says, you have thoughts on Jokic's body language? He looks tired physically and mentally. Yeah, I think he's tired. I think he could probably use a break. Uh, there's not one coming, and so he'll just play through it. And that's what it takes for being a franchise superstar. That's going to do it for Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. We'll see you guys again on Sunday night for World's Finest after the Spurs game. If they lose, well, we will just continue to burn things down. We'll uh, we'll get through this together here on Locked On Nuggets. Have a great weekend.